So I'm going to use a case that I saw a couple weeks ago as a springboard for discussion on uh, an evaluation of chronic diarrhea. And then uh, we'll talk about what the patient was eventually diagnosed with and then what we could expect when we evaluate those types of patients, both on their initial presentation and follow-up uh, ED uh, emergency visits. So the case begins with uh, it was a male, history of smoking, no other real contributory past medical history, no history of sort of any gastrointestinal issues, not an anxious person who presented with a three-week history of diarrheal stools, um, said that they were non-bloody, complained of some abdominal pain, no fever, clinically looked well, and had a largely reassuring workup except for a CAT scan uh, that was abnormal, uh, which was uh, performed at that time because he had relatively prominent right lower quadrant pain. So as far as uh, differential diagnosis for chronic diarrhea, let's start with some definitions. So what would be uh, the definition of a chronic diarrhea? How, how long? Yeah, just throw it out. Yeah. Anyone else? So it's uh, quite a bit shorter than that. So depending on uh, the literature you read, uh, in most of the ER literature, it's something like two weeks. In most of the GI literature, it's like three weeks. It's three or more loose uh, watery stools uh, per day for that time uh, duration. So if you have someone who's otherwise young and healthy, what are the things that you think of as far as causes? Infectious. So C. diff uh, being a big culprit. Uh, other uh, components of the history that you'd want to know. Recent antibiotics. Travel history, right? Okay. Any family history maybe of something. Because uh, the other big category is uh, what he ended up having. Uh, on CAT scan, he had evidence of a terminal ileitis. Uh, so his appendix was normal, but his ileum was inflamed. So the uh, small intestine is divided into three segments. The farthest portion right next to the cecum is called the ileum. Uh, and it's pretty classic for people who are diagnosed eventually with Crohn's disease to have that finding on a CAT scan. So in fact, just based on that history and that finding, talking with GI, we're able to initiate some empirical treatment and get him followed up. So as far as Crohn's disease, what's the other subtype of inflammatory bowel disease? ulcerative colitis, right? And it ends up that epidemiologically, it's uh, just looking it up now, 1 to 1.3 million Americans are affected. So if there's 350 million Americans, you know, it's, you know, a little bit less than 2%, maybe around there, uh, of Americans, no, sorry, 0.2% of Americans that are affected by that. Uh, about half of those people are ulcerative colitis, half are Crohn's disease. In general, uh, sort of Crohn's disease is does anyone know as far as the etiology uh, or the cause? What's the uh, cause of it? It's, it? What's that? Yeah, so it's an autoimmune disease. And like a lot of autoimmune disease, it's postulated that there's some environmental trigger that's uh, in a genetically susceptible host. So it's not really uh, certain in animal models that, you know, it's there's some... Uh, suggestion that it may be some sort of antigenic trigger, either viral or food, uh, in a genetically susceptible host. In terms of the uh, uh, pathophysiology, in general, it can affect anywhere from the mouth to the anus. By far the most common area is small bowel. Second most common is the large bowel. A big feature of it is that it has so-called transmural involvement. It involves not just the superficial mucosa, like ulcerative colitis, 
which is just sort of large colon, bloody diarrhea, but it's transmural, which means that it can cause adhesions between different parts of the intestine, it can cause obstructions, it can cause perforations, and therefore, you know, it becomes much more uh, uh, a part of the evaluation in the ER to do things like CAT scans uh, as far as evaluating. So the clinical presentation in general is chronic diarrhea, but from our perspective, it's sort of the surgical complications that we worry about. So those are things like perforations, obstructions. The other big one, we saw a patient today that had a history of Crohn's that came in with a lot of perianal complaints, so our concern was that they had a fistula. Uh, as far as uh, uh, workup in general, it's a colonoscopy and tissue biopsy. No lab test uh, can uh, sufficiently ex uh, uh, make the diagnosis or exclude the diagnosis. Uh, as far as treatment, uh, does anyone have a sense? What are some of the things that you've seen done? There's sort of a stepwise approach. If there's mild disease, you start with a certain thing, and then you sort of go uh, stepwise. So what are some of the things you've seen as treatment for Crohn's? Humera, right? So that's, and what else? Steroids? Dietary, so nutritional things, sometimes antibiotics. The mainstay of treatment is actually an anti-inflammatory called 5-ASA. So that's mesalamine, right? So uh, basically the way you can think of this, which is really like you think of a lot of autoimmune diseases, is that there's a pyramid. So for relatively mild disease, in general, uh, for acute exacerbations, it's things like uh, steroids, nutritional modification, and antibiotics. If disease is more persistent or chronic, then it's generally some sort of chemotherapy agent like methotrexate and sometimes 6-mercaptopurine. If it's still refractory to treatment, it's the biologic, like infliximab, which is Remicade. Uh, anyone know what the mechanism is of that? So a lot of the, uh, the, the MABs are antibodies, right? So they're monoclonal antibodies. And it ends up that infliximab is an anti-TNF antibody. So TNF is a cytokine that is just sort of pro-inflammatory. So it's sort of a targeted immunosuppressant, especially if someone is you know, requiring a lot of steroids or intolerant to some of the chemotherapy side effects, it's used to manage the disease. So bottom line, uh, you know, that guy, we started on steroids, he got follow-up to GI. I got a follow-up uh, report from GI saying that that's in fact what he had and was doing well. So hopefully that gives you a perspective on you know, the things that we think about when we see a patient with chronic diarrhea, diarrhea more than three episodes, more than a couple of weeks. You know, if they don't have obvious features of things like IBS or an infectious diarrhea, uh, then generally uh, another common diagnosis is uh, Crohn's disease. And hopefully you have a sense now of what the epidemiology, pathogenesis, pathophysiology, workup, and treatment is of that uh, relatively common disease.